Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids, because here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. My name's Travis. And I'm Patrick. And we're from the podcast Real Comic Heroes. We will be your, uh, your, your hosts for this week. And the minute starts with uh, Phoebe not wanting to hold Tyree's hand and ends with Payton worried about the dog. <laughs> so yeah, we open on uh, this. You can kind of tell that there's uh, something going on between uh, Jeff Fahey's Tyree and uh, Amanda Weiss's uh, Phoebe here. And I only know Jeff Fahey from uh, Lost. He was like the pilot in, in uh, the TV show Lost. Okay. And then I know Amanda Weiss from... Uh, she played uh, Randy McFarland in uh, several episodes of the Highlander TV series. Oh, Oof. Okay. Missed <laughs> I that love one. that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I saw it in pieces, but like I was not a yeah a stand for it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Jeff Fahey is is more well known for things like isn't he from like Lawnmower Man? Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, those I are guess, some graphics. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a little tar- hard in this minute to tell that it's him because you only see him from the side, but. Yeah, it's a quick thing. It makes it look like he set the fire and she's pissed oh, at him. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what it came off as. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's one of the deputies of the uh the sheriff here, uh Brian Dennehy, who we'll see later on in a minute. Oh, and he yeah. he and uh Kevin Costner's uh Jake are both kind of Phoebe here. She and, and Jake have started up a relationship. And you can kind of tell that uh, Tyree has always wanted to get with uh, Phoebe here and, and never, you know, for, for whatever reason, she's not into him. So he's a little upset about that. <laughs> and he's taking it out while a portion of the city burns down. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Priorities. Got it. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, the man uh, over there is uh, chucking water baskets to no avail. And he's having right. a romantic yeah. tryst go wrong. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. And these, I mean, uh, Tyree and Phoebe, you know, they, they are side characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like their story, it's fairly simple. Like I said, you know, it's a kind of a lover's triangle, but yeah. like he doesn't have any, you know, claim on her. It's obviously like she's not into him, so he he should just move on, but he's not the type to, to do that. And there's a list of other reasons why uh, Jake and Emmett aren't really welcome into the town, but being that uh, Tyree here is is deputy of the the sheriff, it just kind of adds to the the reasons why Jake and Emmett aren't really wanted in town. So, <laughs> just uh, for the sake of full uh, disclosure, I've only ever watched these minutes and no more, no <laughs> less. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting because yeah. You don't catch all that in the first uh, five seconds. Just yeah, you know, my point of view. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think she sells the heck out of uh, like not wanting 
to be messed with by yeah. him. And he yeah. kind of, he, you know, clearly he gets it. You know, he understands like, okay, I, I should back off at least it, at this moment. Um, and he, he plays the, the, you know, sad sack kind of jilted lover, if you will, I think pretty well, just with his, this kind of side profile of him just glaring kind of <laughs> after her. So yeah, he, uh, was definitely left wanting. You could see the yeah, yeah. greed, <laughs> I guess, in his face. But sadness, yeah. it was kind of weird. Yeah. I really focused in on that because yeah. it was so quick in this minute. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, so then we move on to uh, this, like, the fire that this bucket brigade is trying to uh, extinguish. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing that Dennehy said. <laughs> right. Time to give up because that's yeah, a yeah, roaring yeah. fire. <laughs> It really is. Yeah, there, there's just no chance you're going to put this out with, with buckets. And that first bucket he launched, not the best. He got most of it on the porch that wasn't on fire. <laughs> As poor bu- well, I think bucket work it, is what I'm saying. Ah, gotcha. Isn't that, though, uh, a a tactic with yeah, fighting fires? It is, it's, yeah. almost, it's, it's almost more uh, vital to prevent the spread of the fire. So if you wet down everything around it, it helps prevent the yeah. fire from spreading but that makes sense but yeah. when it's the porch you're trying to save <laughs> you think it's just sloppy bucket yeah. buckets uh, yeah i think he's it's just not uh, his day job you know <laughs> yeah he's gallivanting at night as a wannabe bucketeer we'll say gotcha. but uh that fire was intense it, it, it was sure not is, cg yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was that was the real <laughs> no. deal I think in the doorway, it almost looks like there's two jets kind of shooting out oh, fire. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely got some man-made help. Which would make sense. <laughs> the porch and the windows really sell that it's a natural, you know, that the stuff is just burning. But yeah, I, I, you can kind of see that there's some... Uh, there'd be a lot more smoke if it was... Yeah, there'd be way more smoke if it was yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. definitely like a, a gas grill back there that's just cranked up. <laughs> but... I do like the uh, the feel of that. Like you can feel the heat mm-hmm. and see the cold breath. Yeah. I like the way it was shot, basically. Okay, yeah. It is interesting how close they they feel to that <laughs> yeah. fire. I mean, it it must be so hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Then you can still see their breath uh, when they're talking. It's you wouldn't think you would think that the the ambient heat in the uh, this you know several feet surrounding the house would be enough to warm up the, yeah. the air that they're, they're breathing. Yeah, it's definitely got some, you know, it, it could be that it looks closer than it really is. And it's just shot at a good angle. It's hard to tell. Well, he definitely gets yeah. on the porch when he's not on the porch, but you know, on the first mm-hmm. step or two or whatever, when he's hurling the buckets. So, so I know they step back but, a couple I steps mean, when they're talking at least. Yeah. But, yeah. Eh, anywho, but my man, Dennehy. Yeah. Coming in. Oh man. He is great. I, I love the uh, just that he knows a lost cause when he yeah. sees one. You know, he's he's very casually strolling up to to Kevin Klein's uh, Payton here. So I guess just so you're aware, uh, Brian Dennehy here is playing yep. Sheriff Cobb, and he's he's the sheriff here of Silverado. He's kind of like he's not outright evil. He's not the main bad guy. But he's certainly not doing much to stop the bad guys. Gotcha. I think this movie suffers a little bit from too many villains in a weird way. Um, I think Cobb here should be the main villain 
And I think Brian Dennehy could pull that off effortlessly. You know, he just has this uh, ability to to grin, you know, and you can just feel the, the evilness oh, yeah. in him. But the the real like bad guys of the movie is this uh kind of this this I guess well off family, this this rancher ranching family who own, you know, tons of land. That's kind of what this movie is sort of about is uh this family trying to acquire more property, more land. Um and they're not doing they're not going about that the the best way. Like this this off this building that's burning is the land office. Mm-hmm. So it has the the records of who owns what and that becomes a problem with people in the movie like uh, Danny Glover's character, Mal Johnson, like his family owns a bit of land that that this McKendrick family stole and the proof of that is here in this land office. Yeah. So, I figured um, so that's part of why the I zoomed in on the sign there that yeah, said land office, it. trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> okay. So yeah. is um now tell me if I'm wrong because I'm just kind of piecing it together based on what I see. But uh, Payton seems like he's a uh, uh, I guess a renegade of sorts, a loose cannon to Cobb's plans. Kind of. So he and so Payton and Cobb they go back. You know they used to ride together. And that's that's all they ever really say. Um, they rode together, you know. They do uh, elaborate on that at one point. They they say like, yeah, we were we had to get out of town real fast. You know, there was a posse behind us. Um, so you kind of get the impression like maybe they robbed a bank together. Maybe they you know did something. Yeah. You know, they weren't always on the right side of the law, but uh, they've kind of shown back up at the same time here in, in Silverado, not at the same time, but, you know, when Payton comes to Silverado, he finds that his old friend Cobb is the sheriff and the sheriff also owns like the, the saloon. So there's like, he's kind of got the, his fingers in a lot of different things. And he's, he's kind of the, the one controlling the town a little bit. And that's part of why I also think like he could be the main, you know, villain who's pulling all the strings, but they do this, I, I think it's a little bit of a mistake having the the McKendrick family be the the real bad guys because they're they're never really uh, a huge presence okay. in the movie. So, but yeah, uh, Payton shows up. He ends up working for Cobb at the uh, the saloon. He's kind of running the the tables. Cobb is is telling him here like you just need to like we said like I said you know just do nothing you know. Steer clear of this whole dispute about land, and you'll be okay. So, yeah, I definitely got the history behind the two, just based on you know, Cobb saying I, I got to look into this, and he's like, yeah, me too, and then he's like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we do get a sweet uh, flames in the background. Denny, he walk. Oh yeah, yeah. that is a great, like great out shot of, of him. I know. <laughs> that's why I, I, that shot made me think, okay, maybe he's the bad guy. And that's how it feels throughout the whole movie is that, that Cobb should be the main bad guy. Makes um, sense. And, and he, in a way, he sort of is, but just not enough. Like, there's not enough of him being the, the head, the, the main man in charge, you know. I did, like, the uh, townsfolk all watching. It was, like, uh, between that and, like, <laughs> shootouts must be, like, you know, one of the top events of the town's, you know, past, like, year. Just, it's like... Right. I can't imagine living then. 
it's just you play cards, you drink, mm. you dance, watch fires, watch gunshots. Like there's like a limited amount of things to do, <laughs> and usually yeah, they seem yeah. to not be great. <laughs> so, but yeah. I did enjoy getting to see all the townsfolk out there just looking and gawking. Yeah, not that we wouldn't do that here, but <laughs> right. Just good to know that even back then, people just watched and did nothing. Yeah. It's like there was two guys doing the bucket brigade, and there's like a whole town right behind them. No, I did notice that in one of the establishing shots, there is somebody throwing water on like the side of the house, like the side windows. So it's not all just directed at the front here. Yeah, I saw that uh, but... one splash of water on the side. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they only <laughs> yeah. got two buckets. I don't know. Poor bucket town. Right, yeah. It's a two-bucket yeah. town, yeah. <laughs> so at this point in the movie, it it has kind of, you know, things have been going on. Some some people have been uh, roughed up by the McKendrick family, by uh, Cobb's deputies. And the whole time, you know, Payton hasn't really gotten involved. You know, he has kind of listened to Cobb and just kind of stayed out of it. But here with this... Uh, it's kind of a last straw moment, sort of. Uh, and this is Payton, you know, telling Cobb, like, this is too much. I have to get involved. You know, I, I have to stand against you. And then we'll see in the next minute that, that Cobb kind of has, a, you know, has some things to say about that. But this is meant to be the uh, the turning point for Payton. And I got to say, like, at this point in the movie... Payton uh, sucks, you know. <laughs> I really, I, I, I was hoping for so much more from mm. him, and I think he's meant to be this kind of ambivalent character, real, real gray area. You know, he's not the the knight in shining armor, I guess, but he's he's very brooding, is what I've I don't know. gathered. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 weird because the movie starts out where he's he's funny and. He he almost feels like he's playing it like uh, Gene Wilder's character from Blazing Saddles, except like five years later. You know, like he's he's a funny oh, okay. guy, but but this is like this is you know him getting pushed too far. You know, gotcha. With the amount of brooding I see, it came across as more Batman <laughs> than I guess Gene oh, Wilder. Okay. <laughs> it was just I don't know a lot of silence yeah. and looks uh, involved. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it, yeah. From here on, I guess all all week. Yeah, you do get a lot of the brooding um, aspect. I mean, of even it. here, it's just it's the way he like narrows his eyes and just <laughs> even mm. when he is talking, you know, discussing a bit here and there, it's pretty yeah tilted and doesn't go into mm. much detail. It's uh, just yeah. the facts, man. Right. Yeah. It, it's just at this point, he's been a character who is essentially is the the is the star of the show, you know, even though there are like Emmett, Emmett is played by Scott Glenn. You'll see him uh, next minute, maybe minute after. And then you've got Jake, oh, who's okay. uh, Kevin Costner. And then Mal, who, uh, Don Donald Glover, <laughs> not Donald Glover, Mal, who's played <laughs> by Danny Glover. I say Donald Glover was like, not even bored. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the four of them, you know, it's meant to be paid in story, but I think it's more of, uh, Emmett's story almost, and Emmett comes into town. They they end up uh, hooking up with this wagon train that's coming to Silverado, and they decide, well, we'll 
we'll join up with them. They kind of help them get out of a, a scrape or two. And then Peyton here has like has eyes for this this lady that he sees. And they start to build up this this relationship um, or heavily imply that, oh, okay, these two are going to be the, the, the romance of, of the movie. And then when they get here to Silverado, he finds out that she wants, you know, she wants a man who's going to stick around. And then he, he basically hears that. And the next time you see him, he's talking to his buddy Emmett and says, hey, I'm, I'm done with her. If, if you're interested in her, go for it because I'm not going to stand in your way. So it's like they, they establish that he's interested in, in her. Her name's Hannah. And mm-hmm. but as soon as she's tells him that, yeah, she wants a man who's going to stick around and work the farm with her, he's done. And so it's just, he's this wishy-washy Jeez. character that I really don't care for all that much. So Yeah, I can see that. He, he does come across like a wet blanket like, <laughs> yeah. in these minutes. Yeah. So I mean, I it, that's it, why he was on bucket duty. Yeah. But. <laughs> but I mean, that being said, like Kevin Klein, I think, plays this character very well. You know, uh, I buy everything that he's doing. You know, it's just the character I, I just don't care for. So, yeah, I got the feeling he'd been through some stuff. So he's kind of gotten worn down. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. But yeah. He just seems tired. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think you're meant to feel that way about Payton. Okay. Um, so Payton says, you know, that that he mentions to Cobb that that they took the boy and the boy that yeah. he's referring to is the nephew of Emmett and Jake. And uh, Augie is his name. You know, Augie's parents run this this land office. Kate and JT, I think. And Kate is the sister of uh, Jake and Emmett. Um, so they came in and part of like coming in to burn this land office, uh, they, they took Jake, uh, Kevin Costner's character. They've taken him and they took the boy. And so now obviously they burned down the land office too. So kind of building yeah. towards like we, we need to rescue... You know, Jake and and the boy and and you know get get justice for for everything that the McKendrick family is doing here. Yeah, it, it, it was so much easier to be a bad guy back in the Western <laughs> days. All you got to do is light a fire and be like, oh, I own it, not that yeah. person. Fake some documents, burn down the land office, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so yeah, they 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 walk away from this fire. Cobb uh, follows. Hayden and says, you know, you're still, uh, what does he say? You're still worried about the dog. And it's referring to a story that, that Cobb was telling, um, to the, 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 who was he telling it to? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character and Stella, Stella runs the bar mm-hmm. that, uh, that Payton works at and that Cobb owns. And Jeff Goldblum is oh, like okay. this, this slick, uh, gambling character. But uh, he's telling the story about <laughs> a dog so. that, you know, when when they ran together, uh, he and uh, Cobb and uh, and Payton, when they were riding together, they were being chased out of town, kind of like I said earlier. And there was something about the this dog got ended up knocking, uh, causing Tyree, who we saw at the beginning of this minute, caused him to get uh, thrown from his horse. Like the dog and the and the horse kind of got tangled up together and the horse threw Cobb. So Cobb shoots the dog and it doesn't kill him. But uh, Payton decides to get off his horse and try to save the dog. You know, he's more concerned about saving this dog than he is about 
escaping town. So that's what he means about uh, Cobb is talking about he's equating the the boy uh, as being the uh, the dog here. Yeah, I kind of got that condescending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's possible he's equating the dog to the whole like to Emmett and Jake, kind of the 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 pair of them that he's trying to to protect. I got like a big brother, little brother kind of vibe out of the two of them. A little bit of that, yeah. I'd say that's that's a fair. Uh, description of their relationship it seems that they have history mm-hmm. and yeah they're definitely a little bit of a mentor mentee somewhat mm-hmm. that's kind of where the minute ends i mean they they're starting this conversation you know we'll we'll get into tomorrow uh did you have any other notes no i just like the i like that those little things like getting the gun holster back on and yeah yeah resituated while they're talking like I like real life events Business, that are yeah. kind of mundane. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And it's kind of cool seeing somebody put like their belt back on with their guns and whatever the heck was on his leg. <laughs> it's like a, it's a just a little tie that yeah. keeps the the nose of the gun. It keeps it like on your leg. So if uh, you don't tie that and you put the holster around your belt, then the the barrel of the gun could be swinging around. You know. Yeah, so it just okay. keeps the the holster like with your entire leg instead of just mm. secured at your waist, I guess. Yeah, so it's not just dangling on your hip. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I've just never seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. I don't know that I've ever noticed anyone actually tie it. You know, before it's always just yeah. been there, and you know, but yeah, I like that they focus on it. Right, just give him yeah. enough little business to do while they're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I just enjoyed that little thing. So like I said, uh, uh, Patrick and I are from the podcast Real Comic Heroes, and over there we we go through a big list of comic book movies and we review them in release order. We started in 1951 with Superman and the Mole Men. Uh, Currently, as of this recording, we are in the mid to late 90s. We've gone through a lot of movies and and had fun reviewing them over there. So check us out, uh, Real Comic Heroes. Just search anywhere real with two e's but uh is that gonna do it for today patrick i think so i'm uh it's hot in here it's uh cool off a little bit right yeah well we'll we'll try and get away from this fire uh tomorrow but until then uh listeners you can go to the silverado minute podcast on apple podcasts uh, spotify and google play or at the main site silveradominute.com and if you're on social media, you can go to the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon on Facebook and at Twitter at Silverado MXM. But until then, listeners, join us here next time on the Silverado Minute. Yeah!